All right, welcome to another episode of We All Speak in Poems. Today, Chantelle and I are sitting down to chat about our thoughts on the future of the podcast and the break that we had. We're also chatting about upcoming Alaskan Tapes projects and collaborations and much more. We hope you enjoy it. And here comes Bob. <laughs> Hi, Oreo. Can you go lay in the chair, please? He's so clingy. Um, I guess we might as well talk about the elephant in the room. Yeah, episode four of season two, which is what we're talking about, right? No, I, I mean the new backdrop. Oh. <laughs> we're yeah. not in the dining room. We're back in your office. Yeah. We, we, I say back, but nobody knows that that's where we recorded the first like season. But this is how we did the whole first season. That's true. Yeah, there was no video in the first season. Uh, we just wanted it to be a little bit more easy. Every time we had to record before, we had to write, we had to um, bring down the laptop and set up everything and set up the lights. And By all before, stuff. you mean the the most previous episodes, yes. Yeah, the yeah. last three episodes. And it actually started to break our table. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were moving it around too much. It, uh, our table's wobbly now. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's fine. It's already scratched up and stuff, right? We've only had it for it was a not a while. high. It's not a high-quality table. We're not good at shopping for furniture. No. Yeah, maybe this will actually make us get a get a new table. We're not getting a new table. Okay. Anyways... All right, so going back, we did the first season. How many episodes did we have? 18? 18. And we did that in 2021 or 2022. Or was it? Both, yeah. I think we started in October 2021. But when did we start releasing? Wow, my memory is bad. I'm sorry. Honestly, I don't don't know. Okay. It was was late 2021. Yeah. Yeah. And then... And then we went until like... April or June mm-hmm. of 2022. It was or pretty early into 2022 that we were like, all right, let's take a break. Yeah. And we were planning on it only being six months. What happened there? We got lazy, I guess, right? We're very big procrastinators. Yeah. I mean, the issue with the first episodes of the podcast, we didn't really know a vision of what we wanted yeah. for the podcast, right? Like, we were just going for it and I wanted to do video you didn't want to do video very much and it's still even uh we're still trying to figure out whether or not we're going to continue with video right and I my my whole goal with the podcast is to get people here Mm -hmm. to record instead of doing it virtually because we can see the quality issues yeah that happen when we have to do it remotely you know but um yeah, we just took some time. We took mm-hmm. to, some time to make sure that we even wanted to do it because at the time I was dealing with everything, um, editing and social media and all that stuff. And that's what yeah. really burnt me out, especially the social media part. Um, it made it just not worth it for me to do. I just mm-hmm. didn't like it. It was so. very time consuming. And yeah, you even, you were the one doing all the research and coming up with all the questions. Like I I was working a lot too, so I didn't really make time for it. Yeah. It was very much my project. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm more involved. I'm, I'm doing the editing. Yeah. And it's been very, very helpful. Like uh, I'm, I get to do what I've wanted to do, which is just have conversations with yeah. people and you deal with everything else. Yeah. You I'm know? doing all the research and you help with the questions obviously and stuff. And, and then, yeah, I do the editing, but you also still do some of the finer things within the editing, like the mastering and stuff. Anyways. Yeah. yeah it's, I master the audio. It's but. more evened out now for sure. Yeah. Cause I mean, 
social media for a podcast is the worst. It really is. I guess where we're going with this now is originally we stepped into this season. We keep calling them seasons. Originally, we wanted to do the first season, 18 episodes, and then six months later, come back with another 15 to 20 episodes for another season. And then when our break went longer than expected, we just came back into it with, okay, let's just start off with the first 10 being on video. Mm -hmm. And then we just won't have season like we won't do seasons we'll just keep recording and yeah, we'll especially keep yeah especially now that it feels more manageable we're we're both um taking on the weight of the p- podcast instead of it just being all you but with that is i'm planning on kind of stepping back from being in all of them mm-hmm. which you already kind of were before as well there'd be episodes where you were in or not in depending on how late we were doing it the day we were doing because you yeah. had you know work in the morning and you had to go to bed and even like with lolotones episode i had to record that while i was sleeping and while you were i was like 11 at night because he's you're in like Japan. whispering and holding in your laughs for the whole first half because you're like i can't wake her up yeah exactly <laughs> and even even with patrick's up episode he's in sweden so we had to do it later and i th- yeah. think that was just me i think I so could be wrong um and and we're just gonna kind of go with it like that because you know, you've never really been one for the spotlight. And neither have I really, but I really want to do these projects. So one of us have to be in it. Yeah, right? for sure. Um, and I mean, bringing all that up too, it, it sucks with the remoteness mm-hmm. of the guests that we have. Because if anybody has been watching on YouTube, we're on YouTube now. Yeah. I guess we haven't really mentioned it. Um, at least not too much. Uh Oh my, it's just a headache. Yeah. Like, you can't control people's sound quality. You can't control their video quality. And then everyone, including us, are fidgeters. Yeah. And the program that we use, like, I'm going to use Michael Assart as an example here. When I work with him remotely, because mm-hmm. he lives in in uh, Oregon. Montana. Montana. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm in Toronto. So when we work together, we work over, over Zoom. Yeah. His audio quality and video quality is immaculate every single time. And it was when we were recording too, for the most part. No, and it then wasn't. It, you, you said that even when we logged off and we were looking at the footage, you were like, oh, it was great. No, it wasn't. It was just all glitchy and cubey and... Yeah, but I'm blaming that on, on Squadcast. Squadcast, yes. Which is what we use. Uh, if we, maybe if we record it on Zoom, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have happened. Maybe that's a way forward. Can we're we gonna... use Zoom as a... Yeah, it's just more steps. We have to ask the guests to record their end and then send it to us. We have to make sure everything's synced up. And I I want the guests to be able to just come in and start talking, not have to worry about anything. And with Squadcast and all these programs, it's supposed to be higher quality because it's supposed to do that automatically, even Mm -hmm. with the video. Um, But lately, it's just messing up. Like it was good last season, like a, a year and a half ago. Yeah, I remember though on Squadcast that like, because um, yeah, we used to obviously record it where we could see each other, but we weren't recording and publishing the videos. But mm-hmm. um, I remember quite a few people coming on and their video quality was just absolute crap. That's fine if it's intentional, right? Like I don't, I don't mind if if a, a guest comes on and they just don't have a high end camera or high end microphone. What I do mind is when they do have a high end camera or microphone, Squadcast ruins it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so that everybody. And that might bad. even be the case from last time. Like, we never asked people what they were, because we weren't worried about the video quality then, right? We yeah, just, that's true. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's something to take into consideration. It sucks because if we could do it here, everything would be in our control. We'd have our higher quality cameras. We'd have our higher quality mics. Everybody, you could hear everybody breathing Mm -hmm. if you wanted to. But I don't know. It's something that hopefully will happen in the future. But, you know, imagine flying people out, like how expensive that would get. There's already a couple people that we're planning on testing this out with that live closer to us that like it's not we're not paying for them to come fly out from anywhere yeah we're we have definitely not taken advantage of toronto that's being so close to toronto because actually i don't know if we've had anybody from toronto on i I did the the live stream podcast with with chad sunrain before we even came up with this um and even that was remote why didn't i have him here i don't know you know i just didn't know what i was doing i guess but um yeah, we need to have them on, uh, I say them, but Chad and, and uh, Danny who run uh, Half Moon Audio, who's a great mastering service, by the way, if anybody, if any musicians are out there, you know, they master my music for the most part. Um, and there's, there's a lot of ambient artists in Toronto that are really interesting. And for some reason, I'm using the podcast as an excuse to meet new people. And I've always said that I want to meet like the people that I have had no reason to reach out to. Yeah. You know, it and because apparently it's weird to just reach out to somebody and say, hey, I like your stuff. Let's talk. Let's it's, be it's friends. It's not weird. You, you just make it weird. That's, what, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, there are people here and people yeah. tour and stuff. I don't know why I can't just, I need to start being like, hey, you're in Toronto at this point. Come over and yeah. we'll record something if you're down. If not, it's all good too. I never thought of that, though. I just took that the wrong way when you said touring. Um, Would you ever just pick up, take the camera, laptop, and microphones and, like, travel to... Like, if we're traveling, if we're on a trip... A hundred percent. You'd bring all the gear and film it at their place if they're comfortable with that or something? I would like to figure out, like, a remote setup. So maybe we don't have to bring both mics, but we have a microphone that can sit in the middle and record everybody high quality. Oh, we okay. always bring our camera anyways. We always bring that's a laptop true. anyways, and that's all we really need. Mm-hmm. Um, or or we can get the USB microphones, which are high enough quality, and they're lightweight, and you don't also have to bring an interface um, or whatever. But I, I think going forward with the trips that we take, we should always try to find somebody in the, those places and try to get an episode out of it. Yeah. Um, it'd also be interesting on video being in different places yeah you know? i think that'd be really cool but how realistic is that right like it's already enough trouble getting people's schedules to line up mm-hmm. you know imagine also being like oh i'm only here for a week and you have to be available no it's, yeah. it's never like that but it could also know. be pre-planned though like yeah i guess our trips are a little bit sporadic but yeah. in the process of planning it it can be like is there anyone we know out there? Should we message them now and see if this could be possible? Like That's true. Yeah, and it would definitely be interesting for like Iceland uh, when we go there. Yeah. And even in Canada. But we don't really travel to... Like Europe. Yeah. Yeah. We essentially travel to three places constantly and nobody that I know of is in the Adirondacks. So, you know. No, yeah. But who knows? I mean, it'd be, it'd be really cool. But I think we should, for the time being, we should take advantage of the people that are in Toronto um, but another point of the podcast is to talk to mine and our favorite artists, yeah. right? And I like a lot of artists in Toronto, but the people I really, really want to talk 
two are in LA or London or New York, you know, mm-hmm. and New York's not that far. We could actually travel to New York pretty easily, mm-hmm. but that's besides the point. It'd be really cool to have a studio, be able to have people out, hang yeah. out with them for the day, record an episode, but that would cost thousands and thousands of dollars per episode. And, uh, we only make, you know, a couple thousand dollars per episode. <laughs> no, we don't make any money. <laughs> but that's fine. You know, it's that's not the point of this. Uh, the only point in that would be to be able to do these types of things. You yeah. know what I'm saying? No, I get it. And hopefully one day that'll be a thing that yeah. we're able to do. But until then. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I went on a big ramble. No, that's okay. You know, it's cool. I, have, I have dreams when it comes to this particular um project and you know one of the things that we also talk about is like the cadence of episodes right once every two weeks or once a week and i think right now we're doing it really well before we were doing three weeks in a row one week off so it'd be three episodes a month and now we're doing just two episodes a month and i think it's working better it's giving Mm -hmm. us time to get the guests that we want yeah have an actual proper conversation that we want to have and I think the quality of the conversations has gone up. I could be wrong about that. Maybe I just have a, you know, ro- rose tinted glasses on the recent stuff. I feel like it's been going good, yeah. going well. Um, but speaking of the cadence of episode releases, in terms of how we've done it so far. So last time it was three in a row, but it wasn't just three in a row, one week off. It was two guests and then one with just us. Am I right? Yeah. yeah. Sure. And yeah. then we would have a week off and then repeat that. We went into this being like, are we doing the episodes with just us? Like, we don't know. And even with this episode, like, this one's happening mainly to kind of clue everyone in on, like, this is where we've been. This is what we're doing going forward. I'm not really going to be around anymore. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, whether or not you're in the episodes with guests or not, we could still do these episodes. I don't think we're going to be doing them as often. With that being said, we've only done like five episodes with just us. We stopped doing them on the new year's episode of 2021. That's true. Yeah. It just gets hard. Like I would love to continue doing them, but I would love to continue doing them in a way where it's like, I'm interviewing you. Like I really want to do a deep dive of your career. We already did. Like we kind of talked about doing it towards the end of 2022 you were you started your career so early like there's just so much to tell there and i i would love for people to hear it yeah we've talked about doing like the three episode sort of deep dive on alaskan tapes i feel like it would go more than three episodes especially because i feel like for the episodes with just us we usually try to keep it shorter Mm -hmm. um and then if we do that after that i don't know what kind of episodes you would like to see with it just being us because for me i have no idea yeah, I, I mean, the thing with that is I don't want to bombard people with me. You're not you know? bombarding people with you. <laughs> it's like the reason we're having other artists on is because we want to hear their story. And you haven't really had a big chance to share yours. Like, you've yeah. done interviews in the past. You have interviews. Have you ever been on a podcast? Yeah, oh. I've been on one. Which one? It was a long time ago. Uh, I don't remember what it, what it was called, but it was a fan's podcast. Oh, cool. It was when we were in the basement. Um, how do i not know this <laughs> i don't know if it's even still up or live on on the Did, was it about your career though or were you guys just like shooting the shit no i think it was about 
We All Speak in Poems. It must have been around the time where that came out. This is We All Speak in Poems. Well, the album, We All Speak in Poems. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's weird, actually. Yeah. Um, but it was around that time, so it must have been 2016, 2017. And that's the only one I, I was on. Okay. Um, oh, it was with uh, Dave Hooligard. I remember his name because um, he he would correspond with me a lot. And then he actually, I don't know what he was doing before, but he quit his job to become like a, he's a singer, songwriter, sort of folk artist now. Mm-hmm. I wonder how he's doing. Yeah, you should reach out, have him on, on yours now. True. And be like, some weird metaverse thing happened. You had me on yours and now mine's named after... The album you were, like, talking yeah. to me. <laughs> True. I don't know if we ever really spoke about how we came up with the name. Yeah, I just didn't want to call it the Alaskan Tapes podcast. Yeah, because that, that was my idea was, like, the Alaskan Tapes ambient podcast or, or music podcast or something like that because it lets people know what it's about and who it's with. Um, yeah. But it's not always about ambient music. It's not always... That's fair. Even it's, about music. Yeah. Well, we try to. We try to make it about music. Yeah, we try to incorporate it. Um, and I think that that was the main goal, is still the main goal of this podcast, is to create a community where we can talk about the more niche um, genres yeah. and with artists. And communities. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Um, but I would love to know what people think about the title the, of the, the podcast, name. because We All Speak in Poems totally comes off as like, oh, it's probably a writer's podcast or like about poetry. Or overly or, pretentious. Like, Yeah, I mean, are we overly pretentious? Probably, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. That's fine, though. That's fine. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But yeah, I really wanted it to be sort of a song title that I had or yeah. an album title. And um, this was the only one that sort of worked. I'm not going to call it the podcast you know, no. in distance, we're losing. But I was able to convince you to have it say with Alaskan tapes. In now the, it does. Yeah. I yeah. think that's really important. I feel yeah. like it. I guess yeah. shout out to, to Mitch who yes. designed the new logo. It's weird because we've done three episodes now, which has been six weeks. Mm-hmm. I guess eight, eight weeks now because this is going to come out fairly soon. Um, we never really addressed like the new look. We, no. So The video. Like the video n- thing. Nothing. No. Um, so Sorry I had that. designed the original logo, which was just that circle thing with the birds. And it just said, we all speak in poems. Mm-hmm. Um, and a designer friend of mine, he's a designer. And I was like, why don't I just ask him? Mitch Burke. Right? Mi- Mitch is, Burke. Yeah. yeah. He's also a poet. Yeah. Um, also close to us. He'll be on the, the podcast eventually. Um, and yeah, I was like, yo, can you just design something? And, uh, first time first first thing he he designed it and i was like this is really cool yeah um and then he you had been convincing me for a long time to put with alaskan tapes yeah and then he had just written it and it looked good and i was just like okay fine even though i really don't think that that brings additional listeners it it does so if because when you look through like music podcasts and if you recognize a musician that you listen to yeah. as being like the host of the podcast, like I feel like you're more likely to watch it or at maybe. least then people who do know who you are will maybe have a better idea of the type of guests you're planning on having on or the type of things you're talking about, right? That's true. And I kind of feel bad though because... Sorry, even... I touched the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. I'm too fidgety. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why we don't just do 
with Brady and Chantel or with Brady if you're not going to be on them very often. I, yeah, I don't want it to be Brady and Chantel because, first of all, I don't feel like I add much to any of the episodes I'm in. Like, I'm not a musician myself. I have a really hard time. And this is another reason that I'm, like, kind of taking a step back because I feel very out of my comfort zone being on this podcast yeah, with other sure. musicians a lot of the time. Like, they're, they are and you are so knowledgeable about everything within the music scene like and especially when it comes to gear talk like i like what are you talking about? i understand i <laughs> kind of know what like an op1 and organelle is and like what fx or well that's whatever the, th the hell this is like i i don't know that's the thing is n nobody knows all the stuff it's all about learning right i i do get why you're you're taking a step back uh it can definitely be intimidating if if you know you're with industry professionals you and know, I just get two in my own head. And you get two in your own head. But that's fine. And uh, we're going to deal with that. And if we have a guest on that you're really stoked on or something, like, you can just join in. Mm -hmm. But, sorry, the whole reason I brought that up is because why would we call it Brady oh, and Chantel if I'm not consistently in it, but also out of, like, from... Like, Alaskan Tapes has a community. You have fans. You have mm -hmm. built this community where people know who you are and what you do. Who the fuck's Brady Kendall? <laughs> yeah, good point. Because uh, in my mind, I like the, the Nine Club a lot. And the Nine Club, I don't know if they switched it, but it was at least with Chris Roberts. Yeah, which I is the host. That too. And um, I guess that's technically his alias. Like, it's his real name, but that's how people know him. And people don't know the name Brady, right? Yeah. Like, well, in the skate community, everyone goes by their first name. Like, they don't really almost. make up. Oh, really? Who... Who makes up names? Lizard King. Oh, true. Spanky. Oh, true. Um, oh, even Steve. Is Steve-O? Is that the Steve-O. Is that I, his real name? What's his real name? Is it just Steve? I'm, I'm sure it's Steven. <laughs> oh, okay. Bam. Bam Margera's Brandon. Oh, true. Okay. Right? Um, yeah. But yeah. I feel like it's not so common anymore for people to kind of have like aliases escape. Especially if they're like a personality. Yeah. And that's what he's known by. So yeah. having it. We all speak in poems with Brady. Just doesn't make sense. Just doesn't make sense. No. But at the same time, I don't feel like I'm representing Alaskan tapes when I do this a lot of the time, right? Because it's not just ambient music. We talk about progressive but metal. But you, you are representing Alaskan tapes a lot of the time. There's a lot of conversations where artists are sharing something and then you are reflective on, oh yeah, as Alaskan tapes this was my journey too, or this was my That's experience. True. Like you do bring it back around to Alaskan tapes. That's a good point. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> does anyone? <laughs> I don't know how to talk, but. Does, does anyone? <laughs> <laughs> That's I fair. Like, I don't know. But yeah, those are the sort of the plans with this project, this podcast, like yeah. just trying to figure it out. And yeah. it's even like the video thing. I've brought it up a couple times already but you know we don't know if we're going to continue the video thing i'm we're doing it because i want to see it grow a little bit and everybody's thing is put it on youtube and i didn't just want a visualizer and the podcasts that i do listen to all pretty much have um youtube have video yeah um so might as well have it too but it is definitely more comfortable when it's just audio yeah more comfortable and less work um yeah. and less easier work, yeah. in terms of like, if it is going to stay being a distant thing for a long time, like, where we can't bring the guests in, it works better. Yeah. Actually, that's a good question, though, because I find editing audio 
in 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 the form of a podcast easier in premiere right and you now you've actually edited both in yeah. fl and in premiere do yeah. you find premiere e- uh, easier well now it's been a long time since i've done fl so i honestly don't remember but i feel like it was really easy like yeah i guess I, it's the same thing. it was pretty much the same thing um especially now you should yeah. see the update that fl has <laughs> it's brought us into the 21st century sick something that i do want to bring up that i feel really bad and like I wish that we maybe had just re-recorded or redone it or figured it out better, taken it, taken our time with it a little bit more. But again, Michael's, Michael Lassard's episode, like mm-hmm. the audio is messed up in that. We're talking and responding to him before he's done yeah. talking. But when we were in like in this call, yeah, it, it was wasn't happening like that. Yeah. It was it, a rendering issue. Exactly. Because then when I did try to fix it, it was like the mouths weren't matching up and like it was, that was a rude, that so far has been my hardest one to edit and it sucks because michael is such an influential person to mm-hmm. us and we've been fans for so long yeah. and this isn't going to be the first time he's on the podcast no. we're going to have him back on if he's willing to be if he's willing to be he might have had the worst time ever <laughs> um but i don't know it's he was saying really what i think is important things and interesting things and although you do want the highest quality possible i guess the only thing that really matters is that it's listenable and the guest is, is a good guest. And, yeah. he, and he was. Yeah. Um, and I've heard from a couple of people that it, it was definitely listenable because, I, I, you know, I let Adam yeah. listen to it. Uh, yeah, we I reached think out beforehand. to some people and just asked, like, was it okay? Because yeah. we know that there were issues with it. and Yeah. And it, and it almost is, doesn't suck because it's a good thing. But, like, this episode is going to be super high quality. Yeah. You know, like, exactly what we... It's going to be Craig Adams' episode. Yeah. You know, I don't know why his episode is so high quality. And and Eli and Michael's aren't. You know, yeah. it, it sucks. It it's must be their internet, control. maybe. It must be... I don't know. Maybe well, I should have restarted my laptop. I don't know. Yeah. So we thought maybe it was Squadcast and that's why today we're actually not recording on Squadcast. What is this one called again? Oh, it's just with OBS. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we are going to be taking a step back from using Squadcast. We're going to try out some different platforms going forward mm-hmm. um, and hopefully that helps, but it's, we're amateurs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, but say? it sucks to say as well, but if that keeps happening, then video is going to go yeah. away for a little while yeah. we're just going to focus to make sure that the audio quality is great yeah um because at least for me personally and what i hear from a lot of people is they just listen to podcasts in their car anyways or when they're cleaning or when they're doing chores or when they're working it's like they yeah. can't even watch the podcast no anyways actually watching it yeah the only thing video is good for is the social media clips and i don't mm-hmm. even feel like posting those so yeah you make them and we're like yeah. <laughs> i'm just not gonna post them no it's it is hard yeah yeah but i don't know i you know we have to be professional in some way <laughs> and you know I, I feel like i feel like the video does that like music bet just started a podcast i'm sorry are you saying that people who do podcasts without video aren't professional or are you just saying we're you're trying to like make us step up our professional game <laughs> the second one it, okay. You can have a professional podcast without having oh, yeah, video. Oh, yeah, there's a lot out yeah. there. But what I want is not that. No, you want to be able to provide all the platforms possible to... Like, it gives us more reach, especially because we're just starting out. Like, and that's the way I've always thought, even with music. Have your, have your music everywhere, just in case it blows up on SoundCloud. Imagine you didn't upload it on SoundCloud, that never would have happened. 
or or some obscure other thing you know make sure it's everywhere and it's the same with this you know like if one extra person listens from whatever country you know because it's on an obscure uh podcast platform platform yeah. in only their country then that's worth it right mm-hmm. um w- with that being said i don't know what a podcast actually brings in terms of value like it's entertainment for sure but i think music is more cathartic and stuff oh okay i don't know like i value I... podcasts less and that's that's a really? bad thing to say for sure i think so i think that's just a bias that i have i'm surprised to hear that i feel like societally speaking podcasts right now are like first of all it's either you hate them or you love them Mm -hmm. and like you have one you really like or you you've tried so many and you can't find one but i feel like everyone's pushing for podcasts like when you're cleaning why just listen to music why not put on a podcast and try and either learn something or just if you're in a bad headspace you can feel like you're with some friends or get a laugh or whatever kind of podcast you're listening to right for sure and even even at the label like all the artist managers and stuff are like, okay, it's time to start a podcast so that you can explain your workflow oh, wow. and stuff like this. Like it definitely has value, but I think people use it in a way to explain themselves. Kind of like I do on the live streams. Mm-hmm. You can probably count that as a podcast if you really wanted to. Yeah. Um, which would actually be a good episode, like have the stems and anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it's just a biased thing. Like when you think of somebody seriously creating art, and I don't know if you consider podcast uh, having a podcast art, um, but do. it could be, right? Y- yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I think mean, it is. for sure. Especially now that I've tried to be on one with you, and I realized how difficult it is. What do you mean? <laughs> like, like this one? Uh, not this episode specifically, but like having that pressure of knowing that you're having a conversation with someone and it's not just a casual conversation. It's a conversation that's being released for billions of people to have access to listen to. And you want to make sure you're bringing forward the best content possible. The, like if you're, if you're trying to educate people, try and come up with questions that will help them learn from what the guests are. Yeah. It has to be planned in some way or at least have like a story. So it's not the planning part that gets to me. It's like, sitting down and feeling like oh i'm about to just have a conversation and then being like oh shit like no i have to ask this question at this time but you want it to also feel natural and then it's just you're literally i just sit there and i'm like do i talk now i don't what was said i'm so busy thinking about my thought like paying attention to my thoughts that's the hardest part eh? when you have like you're like this question's gonna be so good and then the topic changes and you're like all right <laughs> like, oh, i guess i can't ask that one now it's gonna be next time yeah and it happens to me all the time yeah you know because you can't control exactly where the conversation goes. No. You can reel it back, but then that feels unnatural, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely interesting. And, like, I'm pretty introverted, you know, yeah. as you know. It might not seem like it. Uh, You've gotten more comfortable in front of the camera. like In front of the camera, We haven't yeah. really talked about it yet, actually. Um, you have another job. You're not just Alaskan Tapes anymore. You work with a company i'd like do what you want to do with how you want to explain it but yeah so i i actually work now at the label that i'm signed to as alaskan tapes um as a and r i'm trying to build the ambient neoclassical section of it which is really exciting and it's, it's allowed me to it's weird the the original idea of this podcast is meeting people that i've mm-hmm. always wanted to meet and now that job is enabling me to do that privately yeah i can reach out to my favorite arts and be like hey i'm doing this are you interested 
you know, and uh, it's that's pretty exciting. But that's also why the podcast Got took so long to, to come back. Because it was actually around the time that we were like, all right, let's start re- reaching out to people. And then network reached out to you and you were like, oh, wait, things are about to get busy for me. I need to get in. Like, I need to feel out my workflow before we pick this back up, because yeah. obviously that's more important. Yeah. And I think I need to put this out publicly that, you know, I have historically been I don't want to say against labels but they're not for everybody no and you can be successful without a label and you can do anything a label does without a label yeah. you know especially it's now with distributed work like yeah it is yeah now especially with the label like network you have a whole team behind you it's not just not that there's anything wrong with web labels I have to watch my tongue here <laughs> but you know like there's a whole team. You have a product manager, you have a social media manager, you have a marketing manager. Um, and a lot goes into everything now, you yeah. know, for the artists on the label. And and it's been, it's been exciting, but it, I still go into meetings with artists saying, I'm a big fan of yours. That's why I'm reaching out to you. You don't have to say yes to this. Like, it's not going to be absolutely life-changing. So I don't know how much you want to get into this and if you if you want like this can get cut out or sure. whatever but um when you first started as an A&R at network you went through like a really bad ethics crisis mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because of what you just said like you have been, you have had offers from labels in the past quite a lot like and you've sat through their pitches you've taken everything into consideration and you've said no many times with network it was that again, you laid everything out. You ended up saying yes. Yeah. 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 Um, for the first time. And it was scary for you and you were with them for about a, a year, a year and a half when they approached you with the offer to work for them now too. Over two years. Oh, it was over two years. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Not good with numbers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then I feel like at first you were so excited and then the minute you actually started reaching out to people, you were like, oh my God, labels are terrible. But label labels are not terrible. Yeah. There can be bad labels. There can be good labels. Not only that, but you're going to an artist with an offer. You're not going to an artist with a gun saying, to their head. exactly, <laughs> thank you for taking the words out of my mouth. But I've actually been thinking about this a lot. So, yeah, I was having an ethics crisis because I felt like I was ruining people's lives. Yeah. If they sign this deal. Because and I if remember it not if they sign the deal. If they sign the deal and it doesn't go the way that you guys have kind of promised for it to go, then you're yeah. like, it's gonna be my fault for that, which is And that's first another of all, ethics dilemma. <laughs> you can't promise something that you can't no. keep. Right? Yeah. Like just because we have this in with a specific thing but can't you, that it, doesn't mean that this artist will be on it. We'll do our best to, to push it. But sometimes music just doesn't click for some reason, you know, even if it's the best music you've ever heard. But even with that statement, like, it's not like you go to an artist and say, you have 10,000 followers right now. We're going to get to you to a million by the end of this year. You guys don't. Am I wrong about that? Like, no. you guys don't actually give specific numbers or specific playlists or any, like, you guys don't give specifics. You not just say, we're going to be here to support you and take some weight off your shoulders, especially because there's a lot of artists that you guys have signed that have other jobs like this isn't a full-time job for them i whether it's because they don't want it to be or because they're not making enough for it to be and the truth is is that it's not going to be a full-time job for every artist right it can't be 
Yeah. Right. Um, I think the other thing with the ethics thing, though, is not just signing an artist to a label. It's the ethics of an advance. Yeah. So when network is a big label, we offer advances instead of a web label who just takes your release and re- releases it. You split it 50 yeah. 50 or hopefully if it's a web web label, I call it a web label. It's probably undermining what they do. Anyways, hopefully it's actually more like 70 30 you yeah. because they don't actually have this team that they anyways. Um when you when you accept in advance, there's something called recoupment where the label has to make the money back. It's an investment to them. And one problem that I have, which makes sense business-wise for a label, but I personally have an issue with, is that your advance only gets recouped from your half. Mm. So even if, let's say, Alaskan Tapes uh, makes $100,000, only 50000 of that is getting recouped. Yeah. The label's just kept keeping the other fifty. Mm-hmm. You know, that's their profit. That's, you know. That's their earnings, yeah. And so it takes double the amount of time to start earning your royalties with that being said i think that network gives very generous advances i don't know how much i should be saying here no i think it's more just like your because these are the conversations we were having when you were going through this ethics crisis is like network is not like all those like there are a lot of shady labels out there Mm -hmm. and network is not one of them they they are like what you're saying very generous they are very understanding they're coming from a place of like, we're here to actually help you. We And if it's not going well, you can leave. If it's not going well on our end, we're going to ask you to leave kind of thing. Like that's the vibe that I get from them. They're just... For yeah. the most part, we have to go out, go through the contract. This is but. not sponsored by Network. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's the thing, right? Is not everybody's even going to have a positive experience with Network. I know no. artists that have not had positive experiences with Network. I know artists that have had only positive experiences with Network. You know, mine it's has the same with any label, yeah. I- exactly, and this is I, I I go very personal with when I'm reaching out to an artist. Like I have to have them understand, like this is what could happen. This is what could happen. This is what You're could go wrong. You're laying the options out for them, and that's important. And that's why I feel like you know you, you don't need to dwell on it so much. Like yeah, you know, you know. But with that being said, it's been a very positive experience, and yeah. I've met artists very personally now um that i've always wanted to meet and work with like i've always wanted to start a label and i've always had a list of my favorite artists that are essentially dream artists on my own label and i get to do this without any um risk yeah for uh, with a a reduced risk to the Mm artist because there's already a setup structure with network yeah and, and it's uh, it's working out now. It, it was a little bit of a... I also hadn't worked a job in, in seven years. Yeah. and That probably honestly, had to do with it Honestly, just too. to bring this full circle, when we started out the podcast, you were only doing Alaskan Tapes and Luch Jennings stuff. And you had a really hard time structuring your day. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, and yeah. for years, you've had a hard time structuring your day. Like, sometimes you wouldn't start working until 6 p.m. And sometimes you would work at 7 a.m. but only until 12 or what like which is fine as an artist no like whatever art um, form you're in I feel like that's usually how it works especially if you're someone who doesn't really care for a schedule like for a long time I kept recommending it and giving you ideas on how to get into a schedule but it's not easy you can't force inspiration right but I feel like ever since so we started the podcast with the idea of you having a little bit more structure to your life um because it was scheduling 
these conversations, these interviews, and then... You had to do the work. Doing the work, yeah. And And then when you did get this job now, now it's like you... I feel like this is the most, like, productive you've ever been and inspired, too. Like, you've been having a hard time writing music, but the music you have been writing has been really good. It's been good. Yeah, it's it's been an interesting time. When I first got hired my productivity level was through the roof. Mm-hmm. I wrote so many, I wrote, what are we at now? 18 lute songs or yeah. something like that. Um, and, and like 10 Alaskan tape songs mm-hmm. that may or may not see the light of day, but that's besides the point. Um, and it felt, it felt really good. Now I'm kind of getting comfortable with the schedule and, you know, it sucks cause we're in the Eastern part of Canada and network works off the Pacific part of yeah. Canada. So Your three hours behind to 12. <laughs> that's an issue, but that's an issue for me. Um, you know, it's, it's just all about being a little bit more, you know, aware of the schedule. Yeah. This is the time I have to make music or not. Um, and, but I'm getting things done and that's the thing. I, I don't procrastinate as much as I used to. I still procrastinate a lot, yeah. but definitely not as much as I used to. So it's been, it's been positive. It's a good time. Um, and I'm sure, you know, if anybody listening has questions about that, like I'd be happy to answer them as long as it's not too in depth. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't feel super comfortable even, even giving too much praise to network. Right. I don't want people out there listening, thinking that it's the dream goal to be on network because it could be. Yeah, it depends on the type of artist you are and, and what you're looking you for. And I don't, for some reason, I just don't want to influence anybody in any sense. And obviously having a podcast does the exact But also opposite. don't want to talk down network or talk <laughs> it up too much. Exactly. It's like this, yeah, you really struggle with that. I like to yeah. be right in the neutral. center. Yeah. But and privately have your opinion. Exactly. But it's been good. I'm really excited about the projects that I've been a part of, like, Never in a million years would I ever dream of being part of anything to do with the album Leaf. Yeah. You know. And now you work with them. And now I'm part of the team, kind of. Which is awesome. Yeah. It's it's been interesting. I never really thought that this would... I still get to make a living in music, right? Yeah. And it hasn't affected Alaskan Tapes. It's only affected it positively because now I get to seriously have my finger on the pulse of everything happening with Alaskan Tapes again, which is what I missed when I first signed. Mm -hmm. Um, Giving up too much control was an issue for me. And now I'm in the meetings again. Speaking of Alaskan Tapes, can we talk about what is coming this year for Alaskan Tapes? Because I'm personally really excited about it. And I think you are too. It's a very different direction. Am I missing something? I don't know. Oh, yeah. shoot. You're blanking. Okay, so this year. Oh, collaborations. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of collaborations. I don't think you're really planning on, like, releasing a full album of just Alaskan tapes or an EP or anything. Like, it's pretty well, much... Maybe an EP. EP. An EP's coming, it, but it's re-recorded piano songs. Yes. In higher quality on the new piano. But then a lot of your stuff going forward for this year is purely collaborations. Yeah, yeah. Me and... me and. Can you talk about the people you're going to be working with? Because we sure all want to hear... <laughs> the microphone i'm sorry it's okay <laughs> just go there and it should say yeah i'm sure i'm sure i can talk i'll just talk who cares okay you know apparently one of them already did in a live stream of his oh cool and everybody okay. got all excited about it awesome um once again though just because i'm talking about it here doesn't mean that they will happen you know 
They, but they, some of them have already been in the works. They're and, happening. Yeah. They're Who knows hap- though, right? They're happening, but everyone's schedules, different thing, life things might come up, things might get pushed off. So don't, don't get too attached to these ideas. <laughs> yeah. So me and, and Patrick Bergongfist are doing an EP together who makes music as Lux. He's episode 18 on the podcast. Oh, was he our last one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you want to hear his story, go listen to episode 18. Um, but yeah, we're working on like a four track EP he, he's a, a fantastic composer. It's been really easy working with him. We've got two tracks all pretty much done. Uh, and then the, the last two are started. And uh, we're hoping to have that out like fairly soon, like June. Yeah. You know, start rolling that out. But for the time being, I am doing the re-recordings of, um, I'll just say the names. Not enough people listen to this. It doesn't make a difference. Uh, notes, places, and all we can't see are getting re-recorded. And then there's a new song coming out with that EP which will also be part of an album eventually. I just really like the song that I put, I'm, I made called Everything Everywhere. Um, so I wanted to put it out. It, it's been done for a long time. I've just not had the drive to do another record. I just put out Wheel, uh, Wheel Speak of Poems. Who Tends a Garden? Yeah. Right? Like, can you believe that only came out six weeks ago? And you were done that how long ago? Oh, yeah, I've been... <laughs> oh, my God. It, it, it is just... But in, it's, I said it the last time with For Us Alone, like, I used to work where I had albums ready once the album's out. I was, like, always two albums ahead. Yeah. And then For Us Alone happened, and I wasn't. And now Who Tends a Garden happened, and I wasn't. And I think it's actually a really good way to work. Yeah. Because it keeps things relevant. And me excited about them, generally. It is hard to stay excited after you've done eight albums. But anyways, back to collaborations. Um, yeah, so me and Lux are doing one. It's going to be really cool. It's really beautiful songs. Um, one of the songs are called After the Flood, which is really cool. Uh, I don't have names for the other ones. And then there's talks of me and Oat Mellow doing a EP or single or something. Uh, we've chatted about it a few times, but he's got a lot on his plate. He does a thousand collaborations a year. Um, so I'm just sort of waiting for that one. Uh, could actually be with his ambient side projects, Late Era. Hmm. Who knows? I didn't know that. That one is up in the air. It might or might not happen. And then I think that there's only three. Flat Sound. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm going. So, yeah, me and Flat Sound have been talking a lot lately, and, and we've started songs. And, you know, he he's really into ambient music, and the ambient music that he makes, especially lately, is really good. You know, it's very tape tapey and experimental and and all this stuff so we're working on something um we've definitely got a track done you know so even if it's not an album which we're, we're planning on doing an album like 12 tracks or something um we've at least got a single but he's also one of the people who work like he's already he hasn't even put out his newest album but he's already got another one finished yeah so it's gonna be a while for that one and it's gonna be a while to you know actually make it yeah you know especially because we're also remote he's in la i think it's still exciting just to know that it's in the works and not to be overly biased here but i'm so stoked for that one yeah his stuff is really interesting right because he's changed so much like his stuff started out as like um spoken spoken word word type music and then he went into like this more like indie um lo-fi vibe that's still where he is but he also dabbles with the ambient music he's pushing a lot more to be in the ambient scene which is really cool i think that's a cool and his stuff is good that's the surprising part is his ambient music is actually really good 
and well duh he's super talented (laughs) (laughs) but you know it would be one of those things where it would be like hey i'm a i'm a fan of yours um i like your music let's work together and then a lot of the time if somebody was like oh yeah like let's do a fully ambient thing even though i'm known as a singer songwriter i'd be like or maybe we don't you know maybe we just do the regular stuff you were really hesitant about this collaboration when you found out that he's going the ambient route because you were like, how is it going to be ambient and ambient collaborative? But it's worked out so far, right? Well, it kind of started with Lutz Jennings because we yeah. were starting to get into this short, dark. Well, we are currently. You know, are that's currently. What, yeah. Uh, and short, dark, ambient music that's highly melodic. And that's what he does a lot as Wishing. Okay. And so I That's actually his reached side project. his side project and I actually reached out to him for that, not knowing that that was a collaborative uh, project um, with another guy. Hmm. Um, and then we had a call and he was like, oh, let's just do flat sound Alaskan tapes. And I was like, I'm not going to complain about that. You know, <laughs> I had listened to his um, ambient album uh, somewhere in the distance. It's, it's a longer title than that, but, you know, somewhere in the distance. And it was, it was really good. Yeah. And especially the last three songs, which I've told them, they like incorporate acoustic guitar and ambient music and vocalists. And it's, it's a sound that I'm really into right now. And I can't do it myself. I'm just not good enough at acoustic guitar. And it's, it's people like that that I've been really into, like, like Ann Annie, mm-hmm. like uh, Black Brunswicker, you know, like I've been going down this like ambient folk rabbit hole for a while and... It's really exciting because I feel like that's sort of the thing that we're going to make. It's going to be like a like a modular ambient folk sine wave Taylor Dupree type thing. take all the genres and mesh them together. Exactly. And it's going to have songs <laughs> that are 45 seconds and 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, we have no, the, the exciting thing with working with him is he doesn't expect anything when he puts out music. He doesn't expect playlist ads. He doesn't expect, well, he probably expects um, purchases. But uh, he just makes the music that he wants to make. And that's what I like about it because I, I overthink the music I, I make. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like that would, like, I feel like you get a lot of pressure on yourself when you're working with someone who kind of puts off the vibe of, like, I have high priorities for this. And it's like, oh, my yeah. God, like, am I going to be able to make this happen for you? But it's exactly it's collaborative. If, it doesn't get listened to i don't think either of us will care yeah you know but uh but yeah i don't know it's it's all exciting stuff we'll see we'll see what sort of happens you know yeah who knows do we want to talk about upcoming guests we're gonna have on or do you want to keep that a surprise we'll keep that a surprise especially because who knows they might cancel or we might cancel or well, just to entice listeners, we do have exciting people coming on. <laughs> oh, and we have more ambient people coming on. Yes. Yeah, we do. And neoclassical. Yeah. It's not always going to be YouTubers and progressive metal vocalists. Hey, that's, I, those are good episodes. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. I mean, the Annie Annie episode was, was awesome. And just getting to meet him finally. Yeah. Was great. Yeah. You know. Great people. Yeah. Everyone's so nice. Everyone's so that's yeah. the thing I'm surprised about. You know, when I when we were starting this last year, I expected there to be horrible horrible interviews that we'd never be able to put out. I do, I really expected this. Yeah. And every single thing that we have recorded, we have put out because it's if it's not great, it's good enough and has purpose, yeah. you know. 
So maybe good enough is the wrong words, but you know what I'm trying to say. Um, it's all been influential to me. Like mm-hmm. I remember almost all the all the conversations, yeah. and I I feel like I bring them up. I don't. I I black out <laughs> completely. Yeah, so do I. But you know, I listen. The ones that I've edited, I definitely remember. That's fair. Yeah, because when I, I edit them, I remember it all too. Yeah. And I listened back to the other ones um, when they were coming out too. Yeah, and you know we're not ones to do like activation stuff like oh follow us on instagram or like you know follow us on spotify we gotta start doing or that. subscribe to us on youtube and i'm please, not gonna say it, it this time either i'm, saying it. I'm not gonna tell <laughs> you to subscribe to <laughs> us Brady's on youtube dreams come true. <laughs> <laughs> maybe if i just say it though then it'll get stuck in their heads and they'll i've looked it up that's what they say online you gotta you have to be subliminal promote yourself oh oh yeah you gotta yeah. promote yourself but that's not, that's lame. Oh, Why? actually share it with your friends if you found it helpful. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm saying. <laughs> like, don't share this episode. No, you can. But like, share the Michael Lasard <laughs> episode. Or the, or the Craig that's, or okay, Eli that's one. Fair, yeah. you know? We're um, just rambling here. <laughs> yeah. But Do we have anything else on the list? No. Uh, nope. That's, that was all that we wanted to get into. If you have questions or whatever yes we have an instagram just send us a message yeah you can send it to we all speak in poems you can send it to alaskan tapes yeah you can send it to lutz jennings Mm -hmm. and and we'll talk about it or if you have specific guests you want to see on Mm -hmm. it um just let us know and we'll talk about it you just have a comment like whatever just you can talk to us please tell us (laughs) that we're doing something good here (laughs) begging for uh (laughs) With that, like, approval from uh, from <laughs> listeners, please tell us if we're doing a good job. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We'll be back in two weeks. You'll be back in two weeks. I'll be back in two weeks. <laughs> Chantel will never, you'll never see her ever again. Bye. No. <laughs> I'll pop up here and there when, when I want to.